a very Gishmaka Rashi Sicha. It's unique because Rashi has three Pirushim on Atam Nitzavim on this word on this Pasik. So we're gonna to have to explain what is unique about each Pirush, what each Pirush explanation adds that the other one was lacking, and it weaves together very, very beautifully. So it is worthwhile to use either the source sheets or chumish because there's various different uh, parts of the Chumash that are relevant in this Sicha. We're going to start with Atam Nitzavim, which is the beginning of this week's Parsha, but we're going to connect it with the end of Kisovoi, of Parsha's Kisovoi, and see how they connect. And it also, uh, we're going to mention also Vayelach. So um, it might be helpful to have a Chumash beside you or the source sheets. I also made a chart which will be on the website. It's not a full summary, but it sort of lays out the three pirushim and um, you know, organizes it, uh, at least for me. Okay, so, uh, uh, so just for the context in the parsha here, at the after the Teichacha, which is in Parsha's Kisavoy, at Shvi of Parsha's Kisavoy, this is the beginning of Perek Chavtes, by Yikra Moshe Kol, Yisrael, Moshe calls all the Yidin, and he says to them, Atem Reisim, and Moshe tells them about all the wonderful miracles that Hashem, or some of the wonderful miracles that Hashem has done for them, and he ends off, you should observe the words of this bris, of this covenant, you should do them, Moshe encourages them to keep Teiru Mitzvahs. Then comes this week's parsha. You're standing all here today, before Hashem, to pass through the covenant of Hashem. So, we, we begin. The fact that it says, Atem uh, seemingly uh, uh, unique words, it's teaching us that Moshe gathered the Yidden on this day of his passing, in front of the Abishter, before the Abishter, in Lachnis and Bebris, to enter them into the covenant. He's done it first. So right away we have a question. What is the Rashi Mechadish? What's Rashi telling us? Rashi is only really going to tell us something that we wouldn't know without him. If we read two Psukim later, it says, that you're standing here today for the purpose of uh, being entered, being passed through. Rashi explains on La'avrocha that the way a bris is done, the way a covenant is done, is that you take two things on two different sides and the person or the people pass through in the middle. So it's called La'avrocha, to go through, to pass through in a covenant. And this is why they're gathering. So what is Rashi telling us? If we see the trait from the Pasuk. Mefarshim learning, so certain Mefarshim explain as a chiddush for Nashim alamet chulu is not in them lachnis and bebris, but state mefurish in pasuk, nor in them kinsam Moshe that the Rashi's chiddush is not in the fact that they were entered into a covenant because that, as we just mentioned, is in the pasuk explicitly, but the chiddush of Rashi is the fact that they were gathered. In pasuk state not atim itself. The pasuk says you are standing. It's possible the Moshe did not gather them together. They each remained in their place as they were in the formation uh, 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 around, camped around the Oren. 
Zogdrashi, so she says, no, he didn't leave them where they were. This teaches us that Mesha gathered them. For the purpose of entering them into the bris, the covenant with Hashem. And the proof that he, they were gathered is from the fact that they were entered into a covenant. Because in order to go into the covenant, you have to pass through the space of the bris. So for that, you have to gather the people. If you want all the Yidden to pass through in a bris with Hashem, then they have to be gathered in order to go through the bris. To go through the items that are symbolizing the bris. So the Mepharshim say the fact that there was a bris, it must mean that they were gathered. So that's what Ashi is telling us that we're learning from here that the Eden were gathered by Moshe for the uh, so that they that way they could make the bris with Hashem. However, the Rebbe says that this is difficult to uh, to understand in Rashi for three reasons. By Lafiza, because according to this Aleph. So the whole proof is coming from the words So Rashi should have included those two words in his Dibra Maschil. He should have said etc. to be entered to pass through in a covenant. And then we say, because it was Lavrachabris, there must be there was a kinsum, it was a gathering. The whole raya is from the fact that they had to be passed through. And the Pasek says, So Rashi should have used the words, which is similar to the Pasek of La'avrucha. Why does Rashi use the word If all he wants to tell us is to learn from La'avrucha that there was a kinos, there was a gathering. The way Rashi says it, that he gathered them for the purpose of entering them into the bris, is mashma as It seems it implies that Rashi's chiddush, what Rashi is introducing to the to the, to, the, to this concept, is the fact that they were being entered into the bris. Not in the fact that they were gathered. The fact that there was a covenant was only a raya proof to the fact that they were gathered. The way you speak is you when you present something, you present the chiddush at the end. If the chiddush was that kinsam Rashi might have said, being that they had to bring them to a bris, so therefore this we learn from the pasuk that kinsam they were gathered. Then that might be the kinsam is the chiddush. But if he says shekinsam Moshe lifnei Hakadosh Baruch Hu laachnisam bebris is mashma that that's the chiddush. So therefore. The, the, the understanding of these mefarshim is not is, is difficult to fit into the words of Rashi. First of all, Rashi uses does not quote La Avrucha Bibris in his Dibra Maskil. Second of all, he does not use um the word La Aviram, he uses the words Lachnisam. And third of all, when you read the Rashi straight, it looks like he Lachidish is Lachnisam Bibris. So we're back to our original question. If that's the case, what is the Khidish of this Rashi? What is Rashi introducing? What is Rashi telling us that we don't already know from the Posik Lavracha Bibris? Base. Now we jump ahead. Because if you go four Psukim ahead, Posik Yud base, Laman Hoki so Rashi continues to explain what is going on over here. That the Abishta is trying very hard to make you into a nation. And the Abishta uh, promised that he'll never exchange, he'll never give up on the, on the, on the Jewish people. 
And therefore, he's asking the Yidin to stay faithful. That's what the Bris is all about. Stay faithful to me because I can't, I can't bail on you. I can't drop you and take another nation because I already promised that I'll never do that. Then Rashi says, Ad kan until here, says four psukim, I explained according to the simple understanding of this parsha. And now Rashi introduces the Medrash Agada, which is an, a second explanation on Atam Sorry, I'm, I'm reading from the Rashi. So the Medrash Agada explains that why is the Parsha of Nitzavim uh, adjacent to the Parsha of the Klavos, of, of Parsha's Kisave? So Rashi explains because the Yidden heard 198 time. The Yidden heard 98 clawless, 98 curses, or 98 negative consequences. On top of the 49, the Parsons Bukhukai their faces began to change colors, and they said to Moshe, What do we need this for? Who can survive this? So Moshe began to appease them. He said, Look, Atim Mayim, you're standing upright. You angered Hashem more than once. Hashem did not destroy you. You're standing upright. Then Rashi explains the word Hayoyim. That Hayoyim means that just like a day is after it's dark, it comes, the, the, the day shines, it becomes bright. So too, the Abister gave, gave you light even after the dark times. And the Abister will give you light after the dark times. This is all the Rashi. And all of these clawless on Yusurim, these negative things and these uh, struggles or hardships, these are actually what's going to make you survive and going to stand you upright in front of the Abishter. Because when, you, when, you, when you're challenged, it makes you stronger. And not only that, says Rashi, but the parsha before this one, at the end of Kisavai, we started with the Moshe Atim Isem, from Shvi till the end, is also Piyusin, is also appeasement from Moshe to the, to the Yidin, saying, look, the Abishad did so many miracles for you, even though they were clothes said, and even though you angered Hashem, look what Hashem has done for you, don't give up, uh, stay strong. Then Rashi says, Rashi brings a third Pirush to explain Atim Nitzavim. And Rashi explains that since the Yidin were going, were being transferred from one leader to another leader, from Moshe to Yeshua, therefore Moshe makes Matzava, at least in one of the Chumashim that I looked at, had Nekudus, it said Matzava. It looks like Matzava, but the word is Matzava. That Hashem made a Matzava, a standing, a, 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 a situation that would encourage the Yidin to stay faithful to Tehru Mitzvahs under Yeshua, or to stay faithful to Yeshua. Yeshua does this as well. Shmuel does this, etc. As you could look, this was, that was all in Rashi. So let's go back into the Sikha. After Rashi explains the Psukim until the end of Laman Hakim which is the fourth Pasuk of the Parsha, Rashi then goes ahead and explains two more explanations on our Pasuk, the Wa'atab Nitzav Mayyim. Medrash says, Why is the Parsha of Nitzavim? Adjacent to the parsha of the klolis, the bishosham Yisrael made a klolis. He didn't heard ninety-eight klolis. He's chumayshul lefaisam. So Moshe began to appease the matim itself. Mayim, you're standing today. The reatim kayam and lefanav that you survived. The klolis didn't take you down and did not destroy you. Hashem did not destroy you. You hear you survived. So stay strong. Then he explains the word hayoyim according to this pirush. Kayem as kayem just like this day exists. Uh, despite the darkness that came before it, so too you will continue to exist despite the darkness that you go through. 
she continues a third pirush because Yidin were going from one leader to another leader. makes a standing, uh, a, a situation that would give them the encouragement to stay strong. from we're going to have two questions on this idea of the fact that 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 um, Rashi brings two more pirushim. The first question is really made up of a number of details. What is the question? What is the difficulty in the first Pirush that compels Rashi to bring a second Pirush? Not only is Rashi bringing a second Pirush, he's bringing a Pirush from, from a Medrash, which is not the Rashi style. Rashi style is Psutish Mikra. Especially since Rashi emphasizes that up until here I was explaining to you according to the Pasha to Pshat of the Parsha. And the second Pshat Rashi says it's from a Medrash. So it's not even Pshutish Mikra. It's, it's at a totally different level than the first Pirush. And yet Rashi feels that he needs it. So what is lacking in the first Pirush that compels Rashi to bring another one? And then the second Pirush is not enough. And Rashi needs to bring a third Pirush. So what's wrong with the first one that Rashi has to bring a second one? What's wrong with the second one that Rashi has to bring a third one? Going back the other way. In other words, the same question, or the same idea of a question, but looking at it in the other direction. As we've spoken many times, the first Pirush that Rashi brings is the primary one. Why is it primary? Because it's the closest one to Pshutish Mikra. And that would mean that the second Pirush is closer to Pshutish Mikra than the third one, which is why it comes second and not third. I'll piece it out from Ashtain, so we have to understand. Midvos is the Dritter Pirush weiter from Pesutish Mikra, with the Sveter Pirush. In what way is the third Pirush further away from Pesutish Mikra that because of that it comes third and not second? So, first the question is why do we need a second Pirush? Why do we need a third Pirush? If you're going to have a third Pirush, why is it in this order? Why is the first Pirush first and the second Pirush second and the third Pirush third? What makes one? Closer to Pesutish Mikra than, than, than the next. That's question number one on the second Pirushim. Base. From them, as Rashi brings them Pirushim from Medrash Agad, on Echtem Dritten Pirush Dabracher. Eris by Impostor, Luman Hokimes Chavegemar. The fact that Rashi brings this not on the Pasik Atem Nitzavim, but on the fourth Pasik of Luman Hokim. The fact that Ashi waits until the fourth Pasik to bring the new Pirushim on Atem Nitzavim implies that these Pirushim are not just relevant to Atem Nitzavim because then Ashi would have put them on that Pasik, but they affect the rest of the Pesukim as well. When we lost Rashi in the Pasik, like Rashi says in this Pasik, the Pasik Laman Hakim, Ad Kan Parsha, Until here, I was explaining to you the whole Parsha according to this Pshat. Umedesh Agada is going to tell you something else, implying that the Medesh Agada is relevant to the whole Parsha. Thus, he says the Medesh Agada is an under Pirush, Eich in the under Pesukim Bizaher. And the Medesh Agada is a different Pirush, also in the other Pesukim up until this point. Nevertheless, 
Rashi doesn't explain that. Rashi doesn't tell us how these psukim changed the pshat in the earlier, in, in these, how these pirushim changed the pshat in these other psukim. It tells us that it means something else, but how it affects the rest of the, piru, the, rest of the psukim, Rashi doesn't say, is it move on? So this is our second question. the from the the only word that Rashi actually does address is the word Hayoyim. That Hayoyim means like this day that rises after the dark, so too you will rise after your hardships. But besides for the Hayoyim, Rashi doesn't say anything about the other Psukim. So the question is, since everything seems to be changing, or should be changing from the fact that the Rashi doesn't mention it until here, why does Rashi not explain to us how these new Pirushim change in the rest of the Psukim? So those are our, our three questions on this Rashi, or on the Rashis. Number one, what is the Chiddush of the first Rashi that Moshe gathered them for the Bris? If it already says clearly in the Pasuk, Bris. Number two, why does Rashi need three Pirushim? And why in this order? And number, number, and this is obviously based on the Klali Rashi that the Rebbe taught, that whenever Rashi brings a second Pirush, or for that matter a third Pirush, it's because the other one, or ones, were not sufficient, something was lacking. And finally the question is, why does, you know, in the, in the Hanukha Bilti Muga, the Rebbe asks, why does Rashi wait until here in order to, to touch these words, uh, the second Pirushim, why doesn't Rashi say it on that Pasuk? Clearly from the way it's phrased in this, in this, uh, uh, Sicha, the Rebbe uh, uh, explains that the reason why it's not, uh, Rashi doesn't address it until here is because this Pirush is relevant not just to the words but to the whole section. The question is, why does Rashi not explain to us the relevance of these Pirushim to the rest of the Parsha? So now we're going to go to the Bir Seiv Gimel. The Bir Bozat. From then, Rashi's Akdim Loshin, Melamet Shekin Bibris. From the fact that Rashi says, we asked on the Mepharshim before, that if Rashi was, was trying to tell us that the Chiddush is at Kinsam, that when Moshe gathered them, he would have used, and the Rai is from La'avrucha, he would have used the words La'aviram. But he does not do that. He specifically uses the words La'achnisam. Is move on from this we can understand as a kumnit nefaris on divrei Moshe at the mitzvah of myim kulcham lavrocham bebris. It's not coming to explain the words of Moshe that you're gathered here for the covenant. Well, that's in the foreshim pasuk because Rashi has no reason to have to explain that because that's already explained in the pasuk. Now Rashi is mechadish abasun derinyan. Was belerent up from the verter at the mitzvah of myim. Rashi is introducing a new concept that we will learn from at the mitzvah of myim that we have not that we would not know just by looking at the pasuk. What is that? So in order to explain what Rashi is introducing to us, we have to clarify the Seydera Parshas. This Parsha, where it says, you are all gathered, all of the Yidden, is obviously coming as a follow-up, as a continuation to the end of the previous Parsha, where it says, Moshe, I'll call Yisrael. Moshe gathered all of the Yidden. And he said to them, you saw all the miracles that have, have occurred, and so on and so forth. So clearly, this is a continuation to that gathering. Had there been a separate calling by Moshe Rabbeinu and a separate gathering, then at the beginning of our parsha, it would have said again that Moshe called all the Yidden. Something like that. The fact that it doesn't say anything, it goes atem nitzavim. It means that the Yidden are already gathered from the previous gathering of, of Ayikra Moshe from the end of Kisavim. 
But Parsha start from learning. So now if we go back to look at Parsha's Kisavai, and we see that Moshe called all the Yidin, how would we understand it uh, at face value? As the Vayikra Moshe called Yisrael, their kinos from Ali Yidin, Sof Parsha's Tavai, is given mitten svek, to Zogin, they does not in Parsha. That when Moshe called them and gathered them in the end of Kisavai, he was doing so for the purpose that, of telling them the words that he tells them in Parsha's Kisavai at the end. He tells them, you have seen the great tests, the great miracles, and everything that happened. You went through the desert, and they gave you after 40 years, you should observe and do the words of this Torah. So I would understand that that was the purpose of the gathering. And as a follow-up to that, as a continuation to that, comes Atim Nitzav. And that's how I would learn it. Moshe gathers them to speak to them. So he speaks to them. So why did he gather them? To speak to them. And then he says, let's make a bris. Atim Nitzav Mayon. In them is Rashi Mechadish. Melamed. And therefore Rashi comes to make a chiddish. And like the Rebbe is quoting the word Melamed. From the fact that Rashi uses the word Melamed. He's telling us that this is a chiddish. It's not just, usually doesn't, Rashi doesn't usually, usually use the word Melamed. Usually touches the words. But when he says the word Melamed, he's, this is an indication to us that Rashi is telling us something that we hadn't known or we wouldn't have known without Rashi telling it to us. So Rashi teaches us from the that when Moshe gathered them, it was for the purpose of this covenant. The, the, the purpose of the gathering was not for Moshe to convey to the Yidden, to relate to the Yidden his words from the end of Kisavai. But Moshe gathered them for the very intent, with the very intent and purpose of telling, of, of making this covenant with the Bris. That's the Chiddush of Rashi. The Chiddush of Rashi is that the whole gathering that begins Ereshten Kisavoy is all with one purpose. And the main purpose is the, the Bris that happens in Atem Nitzavim. And he's going to say later that the whole the bit in Kisavoy is only an intro. It's only an introduction and a preparation to the main event, which is the Lo'av Bibris. That's a Chiddush. And that's the Chiddush of Rashi. That's what Rashi is coming to tell us with this Rashi. Now the Rebbe tells us that, that if Rashi is going to tell this to us, he, have to, he has to have backup. He has to have a support from Psukish Mikra to make this claim. In other words, if you open up the Chumash without learning Rashi, why, why should I lean in this direction to say that the purpose of the gathering was for Moshe, was for the bris and not say that Moshe gathered them to tell them the words that he told them like like like, like it seems in the, in the psukim so the Rebbe is going to bring now three proofs from Sute Shalmikra that Moshe gathered them for the bris the hechrich of them is the compelling proof is as follows Aleph the first thing we have are the words Atem Nitzavim that seem to be totally out of place the Yidden were all gathered. But it says, call Yisrael. So Moshe should have started with the words, He should have said it earlier on. So if you're going to say that 
that he is putting it over here because he wants to emphasize the fact that everyone is not lefnei Hashem alekechem, and because the bris is with Hashem, so he's, over here he's, he sort of uh, you know starts chapter two with the words atem nitzavim uh, over here to to say to to follow through with the words lefnei Hashem alekechem. You, you, you saw, you came, and now you're standing here. The fact that it says as if something new and fresh is starting, it must be that there's something deeper here to tell us. The fact that it, it, it drops in right over here, not as a hemshech, but as a new thing, it, there must be that this is the new thing. This is the purpose of everything. That's one point. The fact that the Pasik says the word, if the purpose was for Moshe to speak to the Yidin, then they're gathered in front of Moshe. The fact that the Pasik emphasizes that they are tells me that the purpose of this gathering was to be with Hashem, the bris, the covenant that they're going to make with Hashem. And the third thing is the word Hayoy. Was made by Hayoy means today, the day, as Rashi says in this Rashi, the day that Moshe passed away. How do we know that, that this is the day that Moshe passed away? He's going to explain this in Kisavo, in, in, in the brackets. So follow. One of the things that Moshe is saying in this gathering is that the Abishai did not give you a Leib Ladas, and I am leaders, and I am the until this day. Rashi is not Mephadish. Rashi explains, so we actually had a Sicha on this last year in Chelik Yudalit. That this happened when Moshe Rabbeinu gave the Sefer to Bnei Levi. So the Yidin complained that uh, why are you giving the Sefer Torah to your Shevet? What's going to happen in the end is they're going to claim that the Torah is theirs and not ours. And Moshe felt very good about that complaint because it showed a dedication and a commitment on the part of the Yidin. And that's why he says, Nos Nashem Lachem, Leib Ladas, etc. Now, When did this happen? That Moshe Rabbeinu gave the Torah to Bnei Levi. If you look in Parshas Vayelach, Perek Lamedal of Pasuk Tes, Vayichtev Moshe as a Torah Azos, Vayitna Lakayan Bnei Levi Anoisim Asarim Bris Hashem. It happened in Vayelach. How does the Parshas Vayelach start? Vayemer Aleim Ben Mei Aves Veshana Anoichi Ayoyim. And Rashi explains Hayoyim Alu Yom Ayushnaisi. Vayoyim Zanoi Ladati Vayoyim Zamos. Today, my my years. My days and years are, are, are fulfilled, are completed. Today is the day that I was born. Today is the day that I'm going to die. So it's an vayelach, an parsh, an yoy moisoy, that Moshe Rabbeinu says, uh, gives the Torah to Bnei Levi. And that's the day that he says, nos nashem lachem leiv ladas. So that means that this whole gathering is taking place. Be'yoy moisoy. Um parsh is vayelach, kum behem shech echad, zu parsh nitzavim. And vayelach is in continuation to parsh nitzavim. So this whole thing, it's the end of tavay, nitzavim, is all taking place on Yom on the day of Moshe's passing. So now, how does this tell us that this gathering is for the Bris and not for Moshe to speak to them? So he explains. If you're going to tell me that the purpose of the gathering was 
for Moshe Rabbeinu to speak to the Yidden and encourage them and strengthen them in their fulfillment of Tehidu Mitzvahs. Why would Moshe wait till the very last day? Why wouldn't he say it earlier? Which is Moshe's last will and testament begins on Hashchidosh Shvat 37 days earlier. So if Moshe Rabbeinu wants to encourage them to learn Tehidu Mitzvahs, to learn Tehidu and do Mitzvahs, then he could have done it earlier. Why would he wait until the last day? But the fact that he waited to the last day does tell us something about the bris. Why? This forces us to, to say that the purpose of the gathering at the end of Parsha's Kisavoy was for the purpose of this covenant. But the bris is given which this covenant was mostly important, mostly became um, valid. Not the word valid. It was mostly relevant. After the Yidden crossed the Yarden. Rashi says later in the Parsha. says, So Meshachin says that those Avedis that people do in, in, in hiding, he's not going to punish everyone for it. But those mitzvahs that people do in the open, then everyone gets punished. So that way, that way, it, it encourages everyone to to uh, stop the the wrongdoings amongst the Yid. Then he says, "Lanu vanenu has nekudus on it, has, has dots on top, to tell you that even the niglois, even the avedis that are done in the open, the avister is not going to punish the Yidin until after they cross the Yardin and they accept the shvua at har grizim and har evil." So in other words, this whole bris that's being made now is only really going to go into uh, uh, um, in, into its uh, um, it's going to be activated only after the Yidden cross the Yardin and get to Gagrizma Narevel. How to the river upgulate? So therefore Moshe postpones it until the very last day of his life so that it should be as close as possible to the actual activation date of this bris. So if you tell me that it's just being mechazek them, then it doesn't make sense why we would wait till Yom Moshe. But if you're telling me that it's for the bris, the bris is not really going to be activated until some time later. So Moshe wants to make it as close as possible to the activation date. So therefore understands why Yom Moshe. So the fact that it says Atam Nitzavim, which doesn't really fit in over here because they're already gathered. The fact that he says, if they're gathering for Moshe Rabbeinu, why does Moshe Hashem? And the fact that it says Hayoyim, which means that Moshe waited to speak about this until the day of his passing, uh, three proofs from Sutta Shal Mikra that this is that the purpose, the ultimate reason why Moshe even makes this gathering is not so much for his own uh, uh, speech to the Yidin, but it's for the bris, the covenant that Hashem is going to make, the Moshe, that the Yidin are going to make with Hashem. And see if Dalit is going to say that part of the one, one of the klolim of Rashi is that sometimes by understanding the Rashi properly, there are other things that Rashi doesn't even address that are understood from uh, uh, the way we understand this Rashi. In other words, now that we understand the Chiddush of Rashi, that the purpose of this gathering was for the bris, the, for the covenant. And the, the, what happens in Kisavig beforehand is only an intro, only a preparation for the main event of the bris. This will help us understand two more uh, questions that one might have in the Pesukim.
I'll call Yisrael according to this. That is a continuation of what happens earlier. That Moshe called all the Yidin, and on the other hand, even though it's part of the same calling, but nevertheless, the purpose of the Kinos, the gathering, was to be in front of Hashem, to be able to enter into a covenant. And the words of Moshe in Parshas Kisave are only a side comment. Only a preparation and an introduction to the main event of the Breeze and move on. This will help us understand two more details in traditional Mikra. Two more details which Rashi does not address in his Pirush. Aleph, the first detail is going to be the Torah, the second Pasuk in the Parsha says, Who's gathered here? And then he says, Your children and your wives. In the Torah, in the, in the Pasuk, it says, Moshe, I'll call Yisrael. It doesn't say that Moshe specifically called the children to the gathering. When he, when, he, when he called to gather all the Yidden. Regardless of what the purpose is, even before we discuss the purpose, we look in the Pasuk, as Moshe called the Yidden, it doesn't say he called the children. If you look further in Parshas Vayelach, where Moshe says, gather the, 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 the people, the men, the women, and the children. So Rashi quotes those words. And Rashi explains, Rashi uh, explains to us, why did the children come? They don't understand what the Melech is saying by Hakil. They don't understand what's going on. And Rashi answers, that the, the children are brought so that way, those who bring them, namely their parents, should get reward for bringing them. It's obviously that according to Rashi, in our parsha, that's not the reason why the children were, were brought, to be able to give schar. Because Rashi would have brought that explanation here, and not relied on the explanation that he's going to bring in a, at a later seder. In addition to that, in Ara 18, he points out that, that in Vayakil it says taf after Anoshim Venoshim. Here it says tafchem before it says Neshechem. So there isn't even anyone that's going to, wasn't even yet anyone that was going to bring them. The Neviyayim weren't, the, the bringers weren't even mentioned yet. Also, here there was no command to bring anyone. Even the adults weren't commanded to bring themselves. He said gather around. Over there you had to bring them to the Beis Amikdash. So you could say, and, and, and also, there was somewhere to bring them to. You're coming to the base of Mikdash. Here, there's nowhere to bring them to. They're just gathering. So, besides the, the point that Rashi doesn't mention it here, so obviously Rashi holds um, um, that it doesn't, that it's, that, that it's not what it means over here. In addition to that, it wouldn't even fit in here to say that shot. So, so we have our question, why does, why, how, how did the Tabcham get here? How did the children get here? And even though once we get to our Parsha, which is the second half of this gathering, 
which is the Christus Bris, the covenant, then the children have to be there. But that's again for Alamin because that includes the children. Everyone, even the children, are part of the Bris. Since Atem Nitzavim is part of the gathering of Parshas Tavit. That would imply that the children were there from the beginning of the gathering. When Moshe was telling them about all the miracles and all the tests and all the experiences that they had in the Midbar and encouraging them to keep Tehru Mitzvahs, which is not applicable to the children. The children are not obligated to do Mitzvahs. So the question is going to be. Even if now they have to be here, but why were they brought from the from the from the beginning? The fact that it says Tapchem here means that they came from the beginning because this is part of the earlier gathering. So why are the children here? Why were they? Why would they have been here from the very beginning of the gathering? But according to what we're explaining in Rashi, that Moshe was calling them for the purpose uh, of gathering them for a covenant. Is moving We understand why the children came right in the beginning. Because from the very beginning, the whole purpose of this gathering was for the covenant. The words which are the words of Parshas Kisavai, are only an introduction to this. So when Moshe is calling them, he's calling them for a bris, and therefore obviously the children have to come. In other words, till we were say, originally we would have thought that there was Atem, there was Atem Re'isem, Moshe talking to the adults, and then there is, and then there is Atem Nitzavim. And the question is, when, when, when did the kids get here? And why would they have been here from the beginning? But now that we know that the whole purpose of the gathering was for the Bris, so from the very beginning when the Yidin came, even though there was a whole speech from Moshe Rabbeinu that came first, but nevertheless that wasn't part of the, of the main event, that wasn't why they came. And therefore, they brought their children from the very beginning to be able to be there for the main event, which is the bris. The second thing that we could understand, based on this new understanding of Rashi, that Atam Nitzavim is in continuation to Kisavoy, and Kisavoy is an intro to Atam Nitzavim. We'll understand as follows. Before you place an obligation upon someone, especially if it's a promise which is carries some extra weight, you have to first explain and, 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 and introduce. You can't come to someone and say, Here's your obligation. Here's make me a promise. In our case, the gathering is to be able to go through the pass through in a covenant with Hashem, and a promise that's being made to Hashem. This is an obligation on, on, on every Yid from various different categories or backgrounds of Yidin. So, why does Mesha not ease them in? Introduce them to this heavy and major uh, 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 obligation of the shvua. But this shaila is betaykif. This question is valid. Say a byikra meishul kol yisrael is going to leave zogin zayatam reisim v'gemer. Ube meile is going to laavrach habibritz shem lekechol balase. Whether you say that the purpose of this gathering was for atam reisim, and he's demanding of them to keep mitzvahs, that's the obligation. And laavrach habibritz was only a follow through. 
follow up a continuation. For sure, if Atem Nitzavim was its own gathering, which some might might understand without this Chiddush of Rashi, then either way you still have the same question: How do you how do you uh, demand something from Yidin without an introduction? that the whole purpose of the gathering was to enter them into a bris, into a covenant. This was the whole purpose. Is that Indian move on, then it's understood. Because then Atamarism is the introduction. Before the Chiddush of Rashi, we thought that Atamarism was its own message. If it's its own message, then it can't be the introduction to the law of Rechab But now that we see that, uh, that Atem Nitzavim, uh, law of was the main event, then Atem Nitzavim is an introduction, and there's no more question. Moshe did ease them into it. He did introduce it to them by saying, by saying Atem Nitzavim, etc. So these two things, once we understand that Atem Nitzavim is the same gathering as Atem Nitzavim, and Atem Nitzavim is the main purpose of the gathering. And Atem Nitzavim is only an introduction. It explains why the kids are here. Because kids are part of the bris. And the whole purpose of this gathering was the bris. And it explains why Moshe doesn't give them an introduction. Because he does give them an introduction. Atem Nitzavim is the introduction. And that's what, what brings them to the moment of La'avrach bris. So now we understand, based on this, we understand the first, the first Pirush and Rashi. We also... Um, un, uh, understand two more details why it says Tabchem and why there's no Hakdama, no introduction, seemingly, um, based on the fact that we now understand that the whole purpose of the gathering was was for the purpose of the covenant. But now we have to now understand the next two Pirush Minashi. Why does Rashi bring the next Pirush? And Sifei is going to explain that there is something that's bothering us about the first Pirush that leads us to the second Pirush. And that's going to be the word Nitzavim. Nitzavim is an unusual term that's generally not used in Chumash. And the fact that the Torah uses Nitzavim is bothering Rashi, which compels him to bring us a second Pirush. Late in Pirush is But according to this Pirush, this doesn't explain the use of this unusual term, Nitzavim. According to this, that it's coming to tell us that Moshe gathered them for the purpose of entering them into the covenant with Hashem. Why does it say the word Nitzavim, which is not which is not a usual term, and not the word Oimdim, which is a much a much more a much more commonly used word in Torah? In our parsha, in parshas Nitzavim, he says as Hashem Yeshnoi. Those who are standing with us today uses the word Oymid. Additionally, not only is this, is, this un, is this an unusual term, nor has passed the It doesn't fit in contextually. Nitzavim means standing with an upright posture, a, a proud, strong. This is a, a, a became a skufa, as I think, from, from uh, a Dustin and Aviram, I think. Kairach, yeah. That they came with, uh, proudly, proudly almost in a negative sense, arrogantly. Masha'ikin the Lashon Oimdim. Oimdim means standing humbly. 
And since the purpose of this is to enter into a covenant with Hashem, when you go into a deal, when you go into a a a bris, a, a, a covenant with Hashem, you go through it with bittel, with humility. So why would he use the term Nitzavim, which, which implies strength and greatness? This is what's bothering Rashi. The Rebbe brings Rashi at Tzvetan Pirush. Therefore, Rashi brings a totally separate Pirush. This Atam Nitzavim is not here that, to tell us that Moshe gathered them for the purpose of the bris. He's telling us something else. He's telling us that this Pasuk is coming in continuation to the Klolos. Moshe was appeasing them, was making them feel better. That you're standing today, if they feel so much, that although you angered Hashem many times, nevertheless, He did not destroy you. You're standing and, and, you're, and, you're, and you're, you are uh, surviving, you're standing, you're, 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 you, you made it through. Here the emphasis is on Nitzavim. You're standing strong despite the clothes and despite the fact that you angered Hashem. So because Rashi was bothered by the word Nitzavim, Rashi brings a second pirush in which the word Nitzavim makes a lot more sense. And now we're going to have to change the meaning of the word Hayoyim. This changes not just the meaning and the intent of the word Nitzavim, that it's talking about the, the bris and a means standing, but also the Hayoyim has to be changed. Why? Since this is words of appeasement, after the curses, after the negative things that the Mr. or Meshach spoke to the Yidden, we must say that this came closely adjacent to the time of the Techecha. And it's not logical to say that this is on the day of his passing. First of all, the whole purpose of the Techecha was to encourage them to keep Techecha mitzvahs. And we said earlier in the Sicha that if he, if you're talking about the encouragement for Tero Mitzvahs, Moshe wouldn't have waited to the last day. Bez, on the day that Moshe passes away, it doesn't really make sense that Moshe should be telling them negative things. Actually, benches the Yidin on the day of his passing. So, therefore, to say that Hayoy means it doesn't make sense because this, 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 Atem uh, Nitzavim uh, would have happened in continuation to the Klolos. And the Klolos must have been earlier than Yoy Moisai. So therefore you can't say that Hayoy means Yoy Moisai. So now the question is, what does Hayoy mean? What does Atem Nitzavim Hayoy The river was Hashiach learned as the Vartayim at another Taich. The Vartayim has to learn that Hayoy has a different Taich. Which is connected to this explanation of Atem Nitzavim. 
in the fun of since the atom means that you are standing strong before Hashem. And the negative consequences and the struggles are the ones that act are the things that actually make you survive and stand strong before Hashem. Is the tights for Hayyim fits in right the, the tights of Rashi and Hayyim fits into that. That just like the day survive uh, exists uh, arises after the dark, so to you after the struggles after everything you'll rise up and shine. And there, and since the words of pious, the words of appeasement have to be connected to the teirecha, is Rashi Moisiv. Rashi says something else to that. He adds. The psukim that are closer to the Teichecha, which are the psukim from the end of Parshish Kisavai, before Nitzavim. The Parshish Olamayla Mizu, the earlier Parshish, are also part of the appeasement. Because it wouldn't, it wouldn't fit to say that first Mesha spoke to them, stam words, and then he appeased them. Because if the, if, if the appeasement is for the Kalalus, then it should be right away. So he says, yes, it is right away. He first he says Atam Nisim, which is part of Piyusin, and then he says Atam Nisim, look at you, you survived, you've made it. That was the way Moshe was Mephias them, the way Moshe appeased them. So that's why we have to have a second Pirush, because we don't understand why the, the, the term Nitzavim. Therefore, Rashi is to bring a second Pirush, where Nitzavim means that it makes sense that Amidah Chazaka were standing strong despite the struggles and hardships of Galus. And despite the fact that we angered Hashem along the way, and we are technically deserving of some of these negative consequences, and once we get to that Pirush, also Hayoim has to change. It can't mean Biyoim Oisai, because the Klolos were not Biyoim Oisai. And therefore we have to say that Hayoim means that like, like the day survives the night, so to the Yidin are going to survive the darkness and the hardships of Golos. Okay? So why do we need a third Pirush? This Pirush also has a problem, a hardship, a difficulty. And there's going to be two questions here. But Aleph... Seemingly the order is backwards. The main message here is look at you today. You're standing and, and the hardships and the struggles have not taken you down. And up on the, on the contrary, they're going to make you strong in itzavim. Which is in Kisavai explains, it shows the Yidin the various details and the things that Hashem did for them. So seemingly first should have been the Atam Nitzavim, where he says the main message that you're standing strong despite everything, and then go into the details of Atam Reisim, which is in Kisavai. The order is backwards. In other words, according to this Peter Rashi, the order that first comes Atam Reisim and then comes Atam Nitzavim does not uh, uh, click very well. Base. The second problem we have is that if this parsha is the words of a peace and from what are the kids doing here? They didn't understand the teichacha. They weren't scared. They weren't worried. Their faces didn't change colors. They didn't understand anything anyway. So why would Moshe have to bring the children to appease them if they don't need appeasement? Therefore, Rashi brings a third pirush. And what does he say? The fish you still eat some panas the panas. The Yidden were going from one leader to another leader. Therefore, he made them a standing, he made a situation in which he could encourage them to, to follow Yeshua. So he, the word matzava is like the word nitzavim. So it does answer the word nitzavim. Oh, 
Was al pieces verstandig de loschen niet zoven niet eemdem, waarom de loschen weist op zirus. Nitzavim means that Hashem is encouraging, Moshe is encouraging them and strengthening them to, to stay faithful. And if you follow this Pirush, it's Aleph, they're tied to Yoyim, but Yoyim, Moshe, we let the Nersh in Pirush. Come on, my pastors. We bowed us to the Chabudin, but the Yitzimim Paranas, the Paranas. Hayoyim could mean on the day of Moshe's passing, because it makes a lot of sense that today is the day that he's leaving us, and Yeshua is taking over. This is the day that he wants to encourage them to, to, to follow faithfully after Yeshua. Base. The order makes a lot of sense. First, Atem Reisim, and then Atem Nitzavim. Varum does the Gedarv Zayim Vos Mer Samoch L'Misosay when Yitzchak Parnas the Parnas. The Atem Nitzavim has to be the latest thing, because that as close as possible to the transfer from the from Moshe Rabbeinu to Yeshua. Gimel, move them to bring in the taf. It also explains why the children were there. Because they too are going over from one leader to another leader. So, according to the third pshat, we understand the word nitzavim. We understand the tapchem, why the kids are there. We understand the order. We don't have to change the pshat in hayoyim. We can say hayoyim means v'yoyim ha'yoyim. So this, this, so this third pirush, in a way, is geknakt. It's even better than the second pirush. So in that case, What's wrong with it? Why do we need the second Pirush Bechlal? Why can't we just skip the second Pirush? The Shverekite and the Pirush Aber is. There is one problem with this third Pirush. Since this is connected, the Atem Nitzavim, this gathering is connected with the, 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 the changeover from one leader to another leader. Hotos Meshach Gedav Zagin Gar Tzuletzt. Meshach should have said it at the very, very end. Noch Parshas Vayelech. Somuch Lemisosim Mamish. Pabashtetas Friyer. So we understand why Atem Nitzavim is after Atem Nitzavim. But it's still too early according to this pshat. Moshe should have waited to the very last moment when he's actually leaving this world and Yeshua is taking over and then encourage them to follow Yeshua. So while the, the, this pirush, this third pirush, has a lot of merit, it also has one major uh, 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 um, difficulty, the fact that it seems to be too, coming up too early in the order of the events. And that's why we need to have the second, the other, the other pirush as well. And he explains, According to the first pirush, that Moshe was gathering them for the covenant. Since it was only relevant after they crossed the Yardain. It's not absolutely necessary that it should be at the very end of his life. Since it anyway can't be at the activation time. Because it's going to happen after they didn't go into Yisrael. And Moshe is not going in. So we so if you're gonna do it two hours earlier, three hours earlier, it's okay as long as we're on the last day, as you know, close enough to the the the, the gathering at Grisman Arevo. Moshe has made his point. According to the third Pirush, that it's not about a Shavuah that's going to happen in some some days away. It's actually talking about Yeshua taking over the Yidden. And it should have been as Moshe was leaving. And therefore, we, we have a major question on the third Pirush. Why is this happening here and not after Parshas Vayelach? So we understand the problem with the first Pirush was the word Nitzavim. The problem with the second Pirush was the word Tabchem and the order of Atem Reisem coming before Atem Nitzavim. And Atem Nitzavim is the main point. Atem Reisem is just the examples explaining that point. And the th problem with the third Pirush is the fact 
that it comes here and not at the end end of Moshe's life after Vayelech. So the question that still has to be explained is why is the third Pirus third and not second? Even though this was the, the, the second Pirus is Medrash Agada, which generally speaking, Medrash is further away from the Pshat. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on over here uh, um, that are not necessarily going to fit into the Pshat. For example, uh, he doesn't mention this in the Sikha, but um, you have to say that it's not Biyoy Moisoy, which is odd because the Posik, Levla Dasinaim Lidis Vazayim Lishmeya, is Biyoy Moisoy. And we said before, Nitzavim Vayelich is one setting. So, so it, you know, there's, there, there, there is, it, there's certain things about it that are not uh, 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 clicking in to Pshat. But nevertheless, he's a nenter to Pshudosh Omikra with the Dirt Pirush. It's still closer to Pshudosh Omikra than the third Pirush. Varum, Leighton Dritten Pirush is Atem Nitzavman Inyim Bifni Atzmei, Vos Hatnet Kain Shaykhis Vikram Eshel Kalisov and Sof Parshas Tavay. There is an issue here, and that is, is that according to the third Pirush, the Atem Nitzavim has no connection to the end of, end of Kisavay. Two different things. There was a gathering the Moshe had at the end of Kisavai. There was a totally different gathering that happens when Moshe gathers, when Moshe talks to them, uh, when they're, uh, that they should accept Yeshua. When you're looking at the second Pirush, not only is Atem Nitzavim a continuation to those words, those words in Kisavai, which are divrepios, words of appeasement, are part of the purpose of this gathering. And in this detail, it is closer and more similar to the first Pirush as the Matara from Kinsameshes Mavoru Parzasenulachnisamebris. And the purpose of the gathering was to enter them into the covenant. In other words, the the connection of Tovei and Nitzavim, both in the first Pirush. And in the second Pirush, work out very well. Either that he gathered them for the bris, and Kisavi was the introduction, or he gathered them to appease them, and the appeasement begins in Kisavi and ends in Nitzavim. We talk, ask a question before that the order is wrong, but still, they're still accomplishing the same thing. And that explains the reason of the gathering, which is to appease them. But the third Pirush, there's zero connection between the end of Kisavi and Atim Nitzavim. And that's a that's a problem for us because it doesn't flow properly in Pesutish Shal Mikra, and it is for that reason that that Pirush comes third, and the second Pirush is considered closer to Pesutish Shal Mikra because of the continuation between Kisavai and Mitzavim. Siv Ches, we now understand the three the three Pirushim in Rashi, and why we need three, why in this order, and it all clicks in so so beautifully. Sifchas is gonna is gonna go to Yenishaltera the Chsidis based on this Rashi. For Yenishaltera and then Pirish Rashi. Parashas is often lent when Alamal Kedman Hashanah. Parashas is often always lent. It's always read before Rish Hashanah. Thus, the rumors in the word Hayoyim is given to Rish Hashanah. This is hinted to the word in the word Hayoyim, which is referring to Rish Hashanah. When in them is Rashi Mefarish Melamed Shekin Sameishel of Nekaz Baruchu B'Yameisel Echnisim Ebris. Rashi tells us that this teaches us that the whole purpose of this gathering was. For the sake of the covenant, 
Since it, even though it already says in Kisave that Moshe says at the Medisim, you saw Amas is like they list the great tests. Ushmartim is divri abritzas is pasis Moshe. You should keep the words of this Torah and do fulfill them. Kiyim atayirav mitzvahs. Moshe already is already encouraging them to fulfill the Torah and mitzvahs. Is over dimatoras akinus biyem Moshe. Nevertheless, there's a, the purpose of this gathering on the day of his passing, ayeim adin, which is the day of judgment. Is lachnisam bibris to enter them into the covenant, which is a whole other thing. It's not just encouraging them to keep Tero Mitzvahs. He's entering them into a bris. But Akris's bris is bris is beyond understanding. But Rosh Hashanah tutzich uf the iskashrus atzmis from Idmet and Eibish and Rosh Hashanah we 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 initiate and we accomplish the 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 core bond between Yid and Hashem. But these kashrus is kinsam lufnei Hakadosh Baruch Hu. This bond is he gathered them in front of Hashem. A yichud v'iskalus mitnevish nalein a oneness and an inclusivity with Hashem Himself. Hecher afilof and teirumitzus is even higher than teirumitzus. That even without teirumitzus, uh, almost the, the the connection is still there. Afal became kehakdam alazeh. Is given the dibur was will bring into shmartem as dibur abrisa says. But since Meisha spoke to them, that they should keep the Torah and mitzvahs. For them, all the iskashtus atzmis was Yisrael because Yisrael kula chad kum begili al deyatayra because this bond, this eternal or essential or core connection that go that happens between a yid and the abishter is accomplished at least in a revealed way through Torah. For Torah is the remutza mechabrit mit neibishter because Torah is the connector that connects the yid and the neibishter. As the Lashon that is brought down numerous times in the Zayar or from the Zayar, three knots connect one with the next. Yisrael are bound to the Tater, and the Tater to the Ebishter. So the Yidin connect to the Ebishter through Tater. If you have three things, that are connected to each other, you only need two knots. One to two is connected, you have one knot, and two to three is a second knot. Why did it say Tlask Shorin? Why did it say that there's three knots? Nor, once the Yidin connect themselves to the Abishter through Teda, then Yidin get connected to the Abishter on their own as well. A connection that is even higher than the connection that occurs through Torah. Therefore, you have three knots. Yisrael, Eraisa, Kuchabruch, Yisrael, Eraisa, Kuchabruch, Yisrael. The Yidden to Torah, Torah to the Abishta, and then the Abishta directly to Yidden. Kedukmas Eagle, like a circle. It's not a line where you have Yisrael, Eraisa, and Kuchabruch. It's a circle. Yisrael through Eraisa is connected to Kuchabruch, but then the circle closes again where Yisrael meets Kuchabruch, or Kuchabruch meets Yisrael. So therefore, the connection to that, so the Pirush, the first Pirush of Rashi is that the purpose of the Skinos was Lachnisam Bibris. But it had to be with the Hakdama of Ushmartem, as Dibri Abris says. Similarly to Rosh Hashanah, which the ultimate connection of Rosh Hashanah is the connection of Abris, higher than Avanava Asaga, higher than understanding, higher than the rationale. But that connection is accomplished through Taita, through Ushmartem. But the ultimate goal and purpose of the gathering of is the ultimate bond of the Yidden with Hashem. But that's not enough. 
the bris, the asfis nikeferbun dafkumen begil. It's not enough that it should, it should rise above the rationale, it should rise above our understanding, and we should be connected essentially uh, with Hashem, but it has to be common in a revealed way. Both spiritually and materially. That it should come down in a, uh, a blessing from Hashem for goodness revealed and visible goodness also materially. The wants us to actually learn Torah and actually do mitzvahs in the, in the physical world. What actually happens down here is the most important thing. Ask and receive from the Ebister the Allah's voice. You want us to do you have to also do you have to give us the brachas, you have to give us the gashmirs. In in in, a rea- in reality, of them come to say to Peter's, and therefore we need to have a second Peter's. As this Chalmeshu lefaisam, Moshe was came to appease them. Moshe, the Mamutza Machaber from Eibushin Mitidin, Moshe, who is the connector between the Eibushin Yidin, piled. He accomplishes as Kiyom and Lefana that the Yidin should be able to stand upright in front of the Eibushin. Ubei Funitzavim became a skufa and in a proud uh, uh, upright way, big Gashmius. The unwanted things from the mother of the past are transformed into blessings in a revealed and visible goodness. And that's the that's Moshe Rabbeinu does. So that's the second Pirush. So the first Pirush is talking about uh, the bond between the Yid and the Abishter, that it's a that it's a that it's a like a bris. The second period is telling us that it doesn't remain above, but through Moshe Rabbeinu, we're able to bring that that uh, bond down below. That the Abishter that we do uh, learn Torah and do mitzvahs b'poyal in this world, and the Abishter gives us back the uh, uh, blessings, brachas in this world.